You're listening to The Wrestling Life on iTunes, SoundCloud, and at obpapparel.com. Hey everybody, it's The Wrestling Life, it's episode 218, it is the 6th annual, how long have we been doing this show? The 6th <laughs> annual Thanksgiving Spectacular, I'm Ethan. I'm Liam. Liam, happy Thanksgiving pal. Happy Thanksgiving to uh, to you and to the listener. We are nothing without our listener, we thank our listener as always for joining us here. We're here to talk... Good angle, bad ending this week. <laughs> we have each selected three good angle with bad ending. <laughs> I don't know how this came to me. I think I was thinking about the build to this year's Survivor Series and how it kind of started off promising with an NXT invasion on SmackDown that was kind of universally praised. And then it's kind of fizzled into... I don't know, uh, people yelling about brand, Michael Cole yelling about brand supremacy. For different colored t-shirts. Yeah. 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 And what a show it was uh, over this weekend. Two, two shows and, and all that, that those shows happened. And we, we certainly have some opinions on them, <laughs> but that uh, we're not going to get into today. No, uh, I just would like to say congratulations to the winner. Yes. The winner Fought hard, won the match with a pinfall or submission, perhaps by countout, and they uh, it was well earned. Indeed, and I can't wait to see uh, the fallout from this on Friday Night SmackDown and Monday Night Raw. Yes, I'm sure it'll be it'll be riveting television. <sighs> okay, so actually, what we're going to talk about. Yeah, are good angles with bad endings. And we've each picked three. And I didn't necessarily want to pick these, uh, rank them three to one. Uh, I think we've come up with some different uh, 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 stuff here. It would be a bad show if we didn't uh, collude somewhat and come, <laughs> up with, and come up with six different ones. But uh, I, is it all right with you, Liam, if I uh, start off with my first good angle, bad ending? Oh, by all means. All right, I'm going to go with uh, the Vince McMahon's love child angle. (laughs) You know, of course, the original plan was that Ken Kennedy was going to be revealed as uh, the illegitimate son of Vince McMahon. And I felt like... I'm not sure I was ever fully sold on Ken Kennedy, but there was a time where I wasn't sure that he was terrible. Like, I am now uh and where i thought well you know what with this angle he's gonna have he's gonna be a mcmahon and they're gonna have no choice but to make a real main eventer who's gonna be a star with this company for a decade or a decade and a half and Mm -hmm. then as you'll recall ken kennedy uh, insisted on doing a lot of media during the uh chris benoit the fallout from the chris benoit tragedy and the Benoit family uh, being murdered. 
And he told a lot of lies about how many steroids he took, whether he took steroids, whether other people in the company took steroids, and really made WWE look bad at a time where they already looked pretty bad. And so they took this big angle away from him, and they decided to make Hornswoggle uh, the ultimate the illegitimate son of Vince McMahon. And then ultimately it was revealed that no, that was just a ruse. Hornswoggle was actually Finley's son. And we got an undercard comedy babyface gimmick out of this. Uh, instead of making a main eventer that they would be forced to push for a decade, we got a 54-year-old babyface with a comedy <laughs> sidekick. At least it led to a... Uh... I think Finley had a match with JBL at that year's WrestleMania. Kind of a hell of a street fight to start the show, too. I'm sure it was good. It's just, you know, <laughs> if as, as you're pointing out, as if it starts with Giant <laughs> Angle featuring Vince McMahon and the rest of the McMahon family and potentially putting a new up-and-coming talent and strapping the rocket to him. Had he already won Money in the Bank at that point? Oh, let me see. He must have, yeah. Because he won it at 23, right? Yeah, that and that Finley uh, match opened 24. So Okay. So he won Money in the Bank, was about to be Vince's son, and then Edge beat him for the briefcase, and he wasn't Vince's son. I don't know. I... Did he win it at... Who won it at 22? Uh, 22 is Chicago. Oh, RVD. RVD. All right. So that, uh, well, in 23, uh, hang on. So Punk was 24 and 25. So yeah, it had to be Kennedy at 23. Okay. So there, yeah, that's quite the, quite the year, the, the rise and fall of <laughs> Mr. Kennedy. Um, but yeah, that's, that's a, that's a great example. <laughs> and we're, you know, 11 or 12 years later now, we're still waiting for them to make a new, top baby face that they'll push for the next 10 years. Yeah, he did get hurt in there too, and then they took money in the bank away from him. I think that was before they got mad at him, oh. but but uh, it was, I mean it was doomed anyway. They thought he was going to be out for a year, but he was only out for like a month. Anyway, uh, it was doomed. It was doomed. Uh, good angle, uh, bad ending. It's a, great, uh, it's a great first entry to our good angle, bad ending uh, lists here. In my first entry, again, we're not ranking these three to one or one to three. We're just kind of picking three. Uh, speaking of uh, Rob Van Dam winning Money in the Bank in Chicago at WrestleMania 22, uh, I thought it was a great angle, a great pay-per-view with ECW One Night Stand 2006. Mm. It, was a, it was the return of the ECW brand when that still kind of had some meaning. And main event of that show a big time exciting main event John Cena who to the hardcore ECW crowd is the most hated man in the world representing the company representing the New York Yankees against the you know the guy, their guy against ECW's guy the biggest star to ever come out of that company Rob Van Dam finally getting his time in the sun finally getting the world title he should have won like 5 years earlier and RVD through there's some chicanery involved, of course, but in the end, Rob Van Dam wins the title. He not only wins the WWE championship, he's also 
presented with the ECW Heavyweight Championship, and all the ECW guys celebrate in the ring together. It's a big, exciting moment. There's a new third brand launching. There's going to be more brand warfare coming soon. It seemed like it could be a really exciting time and kind of a shot in the arm for WWE television. And then not two months later, maybe not even one month later, RVD is wrestling Edge in the middle of a random pay-per-view and not treated like a big main event star, at least not when DX and John Cena are on the show anyway. (laughs) And instead, it's just kind of like a guy. The first segment of the ECW television show ended with John Cena and Edge brawling. (laughs) Um, And then, then of course, Rob Van Dam's going to Rob Van Dam. And he ends up getting a drug suspension. Uh, or was it a fine and a suspension? I can't quite remember. I think he was suspended. I So I believe that's true. He was going to lose the WWE Championship eventually anyway, probably at that year's SummerSlam. But instead, he ended up getting suspended. So they had to take the WWE Championship off of him. He lost it to Edge on a, on a Raw. And then the next night... Who do they have beat Rob Van Dam for the ECW Heavyweight Championship? Well, who else, Ethan, but the big show? Yes. And from that moment on, God bless Paul White and any other WWE guys that were drafted over to that ECW brand. But basically, from every moment past Rob Van Dam pinning John Cena and winning the WWE Championship... Uh, it was kind of all downhill from there for the ECW revival. All right. So uh, hard to argue with that. Uh, arguably the biggest show ever, uh, Paul White at that point. <laughs> he yes. was. He had to be legit, I don't know, 500, 520 pounds. Like, he was he as was... big as Hogan claims Andre was <laughs> at WrestleMania three. That man was absolutely gigantic. Uh yeah, and clearly in poor health. And I think yeah. he took his uh, he took his sabbatical not long after that, or after the, after that run ended. Yeah, I believe December run. to dismember was his <laughs> last show in the company for like almost two years. Yeah. All right. Uh, a good a good entry there as well. I have a my second choice here is uh. The stage collapsing on Vince McMahon on McMahon's Millions. It was their way out of Vince having to give a million dollars away on television every week. (laughs) To have a section of the stage fall on him. And uh, he was shouting out uh, Paul uh, to that (laughs) point, Triple H. Triple H had never been called Paul on television before. But even though these things never... um, they never end up being good for business. I'm always a sucker for a little bit of a of a of a shoot in a work dangle. Mm. <laughs> like I know it's bad, but I'm I'm a sucker for it. And so, like this, uh, not one of my entries, by the way. But the uh, anyway, actually, it is going to be one of my entries. Anyway, <laughs> there's another <laughs> one of my entries that. But uh, so Vince Call, you know. They're kind of breaking the fourth wall, saying Vince is uh, or Paul is Vince's son-in-law, and this is a good 
three years before they ever acknowledged that on television. I mean, everybody already knew, but right. they didn't acknowledge it on TV yet. Anyway, this could, like, who pushed the stage over on Vince? This could have been a, a, a thing. And uh, instead, it just absolutely nothing ever came of it. This was in the era when Vince was obsessed with writing himself off television. <laughs> Every six <laughs> months, very... he was writing himself off TV forever. Yes. Uh, he had his car blow up, which is not on my list, but he had, uh, yeah, a piece of the stage fall on him. And I'm, I know you don't listen to the Pritchard podcast, but uh, the Pritchard podcast, uh, Bruce Pritchard's explanation uh, for Vince uh, justifying these angles is, I can't be on TV if I'm dead. So, mm. <laughs> Wasn't one of these crazy angles going to lead to him bringing a hobo army onto the show, according to <laughs> Court Bauer? Here's the thing. Court Bauer is full of shit. <laughs> I know. I don't know why. I don't but know I why. I, just, I know. Oh, it's a tremendous idea. Like, I, I don't know if it was ever pitched, um, but Court Bauer is super annoying and he's full of shit and he's a carny. Um, I don't know why I just made a couple of edits for myself, <laughs> but <laughs> I'm trying to trying to get the point across that Court Bauer is full of shit. Well, there you go. Anyway, that's that's quite a that's quite an entry on our uh, our on our good angle bad ending uh, thing as Vince Vince's constant quest to uh, write him off t- write himself off of TV never uh, some interesting and provocative and exciting <laughs> angles that led to nothing. Um, yep. Another version of this would probably be when uh, the current president of the United States bought Raw for one week. Yep. And the stock price tanked. Yep. <laughs> and they, and so they had to write Vince back in immediately and have him buy the show back. Yeah. Well, I mean, and then, then of course, there's a story, too. When Vince blew himself up in the limo, Trump called WWE the next day. and was like, hey, is Vince okay? <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's a thing that actually happened. The person who's the president of a country, uh, one, wasn't sure if Vince McMahon was actually blown up on live television or not. Right, he got worked. Yeah, it's something. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I guess we'll move on to my second choice on the uh, good angle, uh, bad ending. And mine is, of course, <laughs> probably the, the golden, one of the golden examples in modern WWE of this. It's the Nexus. The Nexus debuted. Mm-hmm. Nexus debuted had one of the best. That was a terrible show that they were on. It was like this long three-hour RAW that sucked. And then at the end of the show, John Cena was wrestling CM Punk, and uh, the Nexus showed up and beat the tar out of John Cena, and destroyed the ring. And uh, Daniel Bryan choked Justin Roberts with his tie and got fired for it. Yeah. And uh, it was a wild, crazy scene. I don't think anyone had seen anything like that on WWE television. Uh, I mean, from a violent standpoint, maybe certainly not in a long time. And it was an example. It felt like, oh, my God, they're making a new star and a series of stars, but especially with Barrett seemingly as the leader. Um it felt like, oh, man, this is like a changing of the guard moment. These guys are going to run through Cena 
and everybody else, and then they'll build up a new baby face to conquer them or or whatever. Whatever my my imagination ran wild when I when I watched this when I watched this live in uh, the year two thousand and ten, and then well, it just all went downhill from there. Yep, uh, they were like fired by Bret Hart, who was the GM for like a week <laughs> in that era, where they they had Brad under contract for like two years, and I guess wanted to get their money's worth after the terrible Vince Mania match. Yeah. And so they just brought him to TV as on like a tour and maybe to sell some T-shirts in the in the local markets. But um, and so they like slammed him in a they like put him in a limo and then drove the limo into another limo or something. And then they were all rehired and then they did a team WWE. It all built and it could have been saved. They built up to this. Team WWE versus Team Nexus match at uh, SummerSlam, and if if this had gone differently, this would not be on my list probably. But it didn't, and the ending of the Team Nexus versus Team WWE Nexus's like first actual match in WWE was John Cena single handedly uh, pinning Justin Gabriel after taking a DDT on the concrete outside. And then uh, tapping out Wade Barrett clean in the middle of the ring, despite, <laughs> according to Edge and Chris Jericho on Jericho's podcast years ago, their vehement disagreements that this is how it should go. Uh, John Cena <laughs> apparently insisted that that should be the finish, um, or at least didn't feel strongly enough to tell Vince to change the finish. And therefore, Nexus was dead in the water. They tried to give it a few shots in the arm with putting punk in the group and with uh i guess with uh they split it into the core with two r's Mm, and it was just and it was just worse and worse as it went and it just they had one that one great moment and one sort of speck of hope where they could have saved it but they did the wrong thing pretty much at every turn and uh now like the only guy who was in that angle that still works for the company is he slater and Daniel Bryan, I guess, but it's pretty it's pretty incredible. Like this company does not have a good track record when it comes to invasion <laughs> angles. Sure doesn't. Yeah. It really makes you question whether or not John Cena has learned anything in his time in wrestling. <laughs> when he was like, you know what, in the first big the first big battle between the two sides we just need to beat them clean. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Specifically, I need to beat them. Right. Interesting. 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 Yeah. The fact that Wade Barrett was in like six title matches that fall and never got the WWE championship in an era when they were putting it on Sheamus all the time is kind of a tragedy. <laughs> Miz one ended up winning the title in that in that little stretch there. Sure did. Yeah. All right. That is, in fact, good angle, bad ending. Now, my final entry here, I'm not sure you're going to agree with me that it was a good angle, uh, <laughs> but but bear with me. Okay. Uh, going, going back to uh, Bash of the Beach 2000 and Terry Bollea <laughs> oh and Vince Russo having a little back and forth on the microphone that was supposed to end with uh, Hulk Hogan 
doing a workshoot promo on Vince Russo. Vince Russo responding with a workshoot promo on Hulk Hogan. And eventually this would lead to Hogan going away for a while and then coming back as like, I don't know, Steve Austin 3.0 or something. Because I think at that point he'd already tried his Steve Austin 2.0 gimmick. <laughs> right. And he was going to come back with the world title that he never lost to feud with Booker T or Jeff Jarrett or whoever was the champion. Correct. 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 Instead, and I, for the life of me, I will never be able to figure out how this happened. <laughs> but <laughs> I guess Russo did a little bit too much improv for Hogan's liking and called him a big bald piece of ass. And Hogan hasn't, despite being the baldest man in the world for the last 33 years, <laughs> yeah, has never liked attention being called to the fact that he's bald. And apparently that was enough for him to not want to continue the angle, to walk out, to sue uh, Time Warner over this <laughs> for breach contract, uh, to win a settlement... <laughs> <laughs> or, or I'm not sure if the, the case ever went to went to trial or not, but he ultimately got a set, settlement that was over seven figures uh, because Vince Russo called him a big, big bald piece of s on live television, and of course because this is wrestling, the two ended up having to work together, uh, you know, a decade later in TNA, <laughs> and. It's, I think WCW needed, they obviously needed something at the time. They were experimenting with a lot of different things. Of course, I was a, a young teenager at the time, and so maybe I didn't grasp maybe my idea, my thought on what was a good, what was worth a try and what wasn't worth a try was actually wrong. But even their whole... Uh, Goldberg, Scott Steiner going against the script, uh, their whole concept of admitting on the television show that it was that it, that the, that the show was scripted and that wrestling was fake, I thought was worth a shot at that time because the company was in such bad shape. <laughs> like they were so bad <laughs> that I thought it was worth a shot. But anyway, I thought the idea of Hogan leaving and coming back as world champion. To feud with whatever the current champion was. I thought there was still cachet in Hogan. There was cachet with him at that point coming in as a nostalgia act instead of being a weekly character. And I thought it made sense. And instead, it ended up in lawsuits. So, uh, <laughs> Vince Russo, Vince Russo, Hulk Hogan, Bash to the Beach 2000 is my third entry. That's wild. Even famously, if you remember, Hogan shot an angle in Japan with Jeff Jarrett for an NWA TNA match that was supposed to take place yeah and then hogan i guess sometime after shooting the angle realized russo was involved with tna and the lawsuit <laughs> was still ongoing at that point and so he pulled out and instead went back to wwe or whatever I mean, so that's that's one take on it the other take is he was always using jeff as leverage to get back with vince <laughs> well there's also that or it's like he was gonna lose and <laughs> Right. I just I don't see any scenario in any company in a year where Hulk Hogan lays down for Jeff Jarrett. Mm -hmm. 
So there's there's a lot of possibilities, but I do remember that the reading about that years later, and that Hogan Hogan's excuse was the lawsuit against Russo was why he couldn't come in and and work Jeff Jarrett on whatever weekly right. NWA pay per view that would have been at the time. Right. Yeah, he went over and did a couple matches. He also got hurt when he was over in Japan wrestling Masahiro Chono. <laughs> he went to Jap- he went to Japan for two matches with Chono. He shot on him. Well, they didn't shoot on him, but that was the stage of Hogan's career where every time he wrestled, he got hurt. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, usually to avoid so, doing a job, but yeah, sometimes for real. I mean, there's nothing to you know. Anyway, I could argue that I could argue that point, but I'm not going to because I want to get out of here. But <laughs> <laughs> and also, it's not worth standing up for racist Uncle Terry anymore. But yeah, all right. And leading to my final pick for good angle, bad ending. Uh, maybe the most obvious one as far as modern WWE goes. And I think for most of mine, and actually most of yours as well, we've picked pretty modern WWE stuff, which really does go to show that, like, this what what WWE is right now, it didn't have to be. Like, <laughs> things could be different. Uh, but yes, my final choice is... A uh, man who has just recently re-entered the wrestling uh, news cycle, CM Punk, and the whole 2011 Summer of Punk, pretty you know exciting build. We were in the building in Baltimore the night he announced that his contract was going to expire, and that it expired the night he was going to be wrestling John Cena for the WWE Championship, and that he was leaving with that belt. And so we. Uh, so many theories. It was, of course, it was a Money in the Bank show. So people were like, well, he's gonna he's gonna win, and then he's gonna get cashed in on. Or it's like, no, he's gonna win, and then he's gonna beat the first Money in the Bank guy, but then the second Money in the Bank guy is gonna run down, and he's and that guy will beat him. And it wasn't exactly made clear to anyone whether or not he had resigned or not at that point. So it was just this wild mess of a time. It was really exciting watching WWE television, even though, as I've mentioned several times, I'm not a giant fan of big-time work shoots, but I thought they did enough to kind of blur the lines without without screaming, it's fake, uh, that, I, that I enjoy that. And it all leads to a freaking incredible match uh, between Cena and Punk in front of one of the best crowds maybe WWE's ever had. Um, and CM Punk wins with the go-to-sleep. And he grabs the belts, he blows Vince McMahon a kiss, and runs off into the crowd, his contract expiring, and my goodness, CM Punk, the real WWE World Champion, has left the company. And then one week passed, and he was back on television. And in that time, they had done a tournament for a new champion, which Rey Mysterio won, and then John Cena, like a dick, made him defend it the same night and beat him (laughs) for it. What a jerk John Cena is. And so John Cena was suddenly the WWE champion again, exactly eight days after losing the real belt to CM Punk. And all of a sudden, uh, Cult of Personality hits, and CM Punk walks out. And he's back after missing exactly one show. And... From there, we had a SummerSlam match that ended with TWL's, not not either one of our favorite wrestlers, (laughs) but the show's favorite wrestler, Kevin Nash, uh, powerbombing him, and Alberto Del Rio winning the WWE Championship. 
in in the big WWE Championship unification match at that year's SummerSlam. And uh, from there, uh, it involved a canceled CM Punk versus Kevin Nash match uh, that turned into a Triple H CM Punk match, which, I mean, Triple H had to win. I mean, they had no other choice (laughs) because of the stipulation they made up on their fake show. Uh, They just had no choice. Their hands were tied. So Triple H had to pin him and he had to hit the pedigree and and, you know, pin him one, two, three in the middle of the ring. And uh, and then I believe at the end it was revealed that Kevin Nash texted himself uh, yes. to to attack <laughs> the winner of Punk versus Cena. Yes, uh, which led to a Triple H versus Kevin Nash ladder match, which you and I were in attendance for live in the year 2011 in December at the TLC show that year. Uh, Punk did end up regaining the WWE Championship, but by then, the bloom was off the rose, and WWE was much more interested in promoting John Cena versus The Rock as well. They should have because that was ended up being you know the biggest money match they ever had. So I'm not begrudging them for that, but they took what was like one of the most organic, hottest angles they've ever had, and certainly in this modern era. And, you know, CM Punk ended up being the champion for a long time, but he was the the Chris Benoit, the the uh, the RVD. He wrestled in the middle of the card while Cena main event at every show. And it was a, a real bummer. And then he held the belt for a year just so that Dwayne could beat him for it. And as a CM Punk fan who took himself very seriously at the time, I was very upset when Dwayne Johnson beat him for that belt <laughs> and still am because the belt didn't mean anything to that Cena match and they could have just done Cena and rock again. Didn't when you, here's the thing. When you build up a heel for like over a year, you should make a new star. The guy who beats him should be like a new star, like the Ryback. He was the example at the time. Uh, but instead uh, they let the rock who was already their biggest star just beat him and it didn't matter. So yeah, great angle. Good, good, maybe even great angle to start this all off with punk winning the belt and blowing Vince the kiss. And, uh, and then unfortunately uh, the rest had to happen too. So <sighs> I'm depressed now. I could argue with about nine of the points that you just made, but I'm not going to. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm just kidding, guys. Dwayne's great. <laughs> just not, just not going to do it. Sure. All right. S- six, six good angles. Six bad endings. Six possibly good angles. Six definitely bad ang- bad endings. <laughs> All right. Uh, Thanksgiving yeah. spectacular. One honorable mention to the Randy Orton Triple H uh, thing from WrestleMania 25. Oh, yeah. Started great. Started yeah. great. Him punting Shane and Vince. He RKO's Stephanie. Hunter comes out and all all shaking and and whatever. And then, like, the next eight weeks of television were some of the worst follow-up to a great angle that I've ever seen. But that one I, didn't, I wasn't personally invested in, so that one didn't make my list just because it wasn't as personally insulting to me as maybe the punk thing was for instance right and plus it was hilarious to see triple h again go out and stink up the joint at wrestlemania it was <laughs> <laughs> going on last yeah 
All right. Uh, happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Uh, if you're one of our Canadian listener, uh, I know we're late and wishing you a happy Thanksgiving, but happy Thanksgiving anyway. And uh, there's lots to be thankful for in wrestling, despite uh, the fact that we come on here every week and complain about a lot of things. <laughs> and uh, as we always try to uh, say, there is so much wrestling out there and there's so much good stuff out there that uh, you don't have to watch uh, the corporate wrestling all the time and uh and uh, you can always find something that you like so we live in the golden age of that so till next time i'm ethan and i'm liam we'll be back soon with more stories from the wrestling life merry thanksgiving Thanks for listening to The Wrestling Life, a part of the Elite Podcast Network at obpapparel.com. For other podcasts like this, head to obpapparel.com. The Wrestling Life is brought to you by OBP Apparel. For Baltimore's best local sports gear, head to obpapparel.com. Whether it's baseball or football season, we've got you covered with Baltimore's best local sports gear. That's obpapparel.com. Thanks for listening to The Wrestling Life, a part of the Elite Podcast Network at obpapparel.com. Be sure to go and subscribe to us on iTunes. Just search for The Wrestling Life on the iTunes store. Make sure you leave a review and tell us how we're doing. Also, be sure to follow the guys on Twitter at TWL underscore podcast for live tweets during wrestling events and other hilarity throughout the week. That's at TWL underscore podcast. Now back to the guys. I am not bright. Do 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 do. Go up to Canada. Get those do do's. <laughs> those do do do's. No one wants to see my big ugly face. <laughs> Screams screaming at them about wrestling for a half hour. <laughs> All right, I need to come up with a. Uh, or we need to come up with collectively. Need to come up with a, a, something to call this because <laughs> we couldn't decide really even what <laughs> the six most disappointing resolutions to good ang- I don't know that's wordy <laughs> I'm trying to think of a non-wordy way to go about this mm, yeah the worst uh, endings to good story storylines <laughs> ever Good angle, bad ending. Sure, yeah, that's good. I try to keep on keeping on.